Island. <laughs> if if Yugi's grandpa pulled out that card for drop mates, I mean, game of the year. What if they just had what was the uh, thing that went around their arm that was a the dual deck? What if the dual? Deck I mean, was the dual just, disc. What if the dual disc was just a drop mix? Dude, there's bumping jams. I'd be down with a reboot of Yu-Gi-Oh if they just had drop mixes taped to their fucking arms. Yu-Gi-Oh got Yu- real. Still on? It got really off the rails after a few seasons, so I wouldn't rule anything like that out. Okay. There was a whole season where they played while they were riding motorcycles. Listen, you know, people like motorcycles. Card games on motorcycles. I mean, Bi- Biker Mice from Mars was was a show. It was. I mean, none of the three of those things don't need to be mixed together. Biker Mice from Mars. Like, mice who ride motorcycles who are from Mars didn't need to be a thing. Do you remember? Like, they could have they just did two of those things. They could have just been, like, Mice from Mars or Biker Mice. They didn't have to be all three. Do you remember Butt Ugly Martians? Uh, pull it up, because I, I don't know. We are the Martians, the butt ugly Martians. I, I don't... What channel was that on? I want to say Nickel... I mean, I remember was it watching... Was I want to say... I, I don't know. But uh, anyways, welcome to episode uh, 82 of the Past Controller Podcast. Yeah, we're recording all the time. My yeah, name's, that's fine. My name's Brennan, I'm your host. Mike, don't play it right now. What are you doing? Wait, it's the intro to the episode. What are you God doing? God damn it, Brennan. I literally just said we're recording the intro. Yeah, and I literally was telling you I'm going to look up this fucking thing. Yeah, but don't play it anyways. Oh my God. This is episode 82 of the Pass Control Podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Brennan, and I got Mike here. Yeah, whatever. Shit. Mike, you know the rules. Anyways. Uh, yeah, we're kind of all over the place right now. We're recording our first post-PAX episode that isn't a guest episode. Because we just had a guest episode with the castle slash levels. And we have a bunch of other guest episodes lined up from developers and publishers that we, you know, had the privilege of speaking to at PAX. So those will be coming down the pipeline soon. But this is just me and Mike kind of riffing, kind of tired, kind of full of margaritas and not cookies yet, but soon cookies from Goodnight Fatty, who sponsored this episode because they're the best and they make the best cookies, Mike. Isn't that right? Yeah. Like, you don't like their cookies? Don't put words in my mouth. You're the one that's making grumbles. You, you know, I said they're the best cookies, Mike, and you went... Rah, rah, rah. And then you interpreted that in... Well, I mean, how, how are the listeners going to interpret it, Mike? That's their problem. All right, well, you heard it here first. Mike hates cookies and hates the listeners. Well, I didn't know that. Mike, one I'll of those just, things is true. Mike, I'll just come to your house and take all your Oreos. I'll confiscate them since you hate cookies all of a sudden. How am I supposed to tell you, don't you dare come to my fucking house? I have keys, and I definitely know where your cookies are kept, so... I have a gun. I don't have a license for it, but I'm willing to take that. You heard it here first. Mike said that he will let me have his cookies without asking. What are we talking about? Anyways, episode sponsored by Goodnight Fatty. They're great. If you're in Salem, Mass, from 7-Eleven on Friday or Saturday night, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you should check them out on social media, at Goodnight Fatty, and get yourself educated on these scrumdiddlyumptious treats. And when you do head down there, let them know past the controller sent you. And as always, you can find us on the internet at pastthecontroller.io, on Instagram and Twitter at pastcontroller, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. And enjoy this week's episode, episode 82, our first post-PAX episode. Oh, Mike. PAX has come and it has gone. Yep. How are you feeling about that? Uh, better. Better how so? Like physically? Like in, in, in uh, your I'm, health state? I'm not sick. The weather's nice. It's, For uh, now. I think it's going to be bad again on Sunday. Yeah, whatever. That's Sunday. That's the Lord's Day. That's his problem. Fair enough. It, it was a good pack this year, though. I mean, there were, there were some things that I think could have gone better. Oops. Like our hotel room. The hotel room could have been way better. But uh, why don't we why don't we why don't we just dive in? This is like you know our little PAX recap episode. So mm. why don't we uh, let the listeners know what we had to deal with in our hotel room? What hotel room? Uh, you mean that box? Yeah, the sardine can that we slept in. Yeah, why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them how you screwed us all over? Oh, I didn't do anything. Listen, we were we were indecisive on what we were booking. 
to start. So we got put in a little bit of a pinch. And what we ended up booking was, I mean, the hotel was fine. But what we needed it for, it was not, it didn't have those functions. Meaning more than one person shouldn't have been in that room. Mm-hmm. And we had three, or, or at if, least. If, if, there were, if there was two people in there, they had to be canoodling. They had to be two canoodling folks. Before we get out of hand here, there was three of us, it was and three there was a zero canoodling. I know. I'm saying the room would be fine for a single person or two canoodling people. Oh, oh I gotcha, I gotcha. I thought like, two meant... people could stay in that room as long as they were comfortable, like, getting naked and pooping in front of each other and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, it's okay. So, to, to, to really break it all down and let you kind of... Can I tell you I almost booked that same hotel for Brendan's birthday? I'm Please do. No, we yeah, we no, need to I know. Mean, in New York City, when I saw that there was a curtain for the bathroom door, and I was like, no, no, yeah. there'll be no curtain poops. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, so the bathroom was separated by a curtain, so we instilled a fierce policy of uh, zero, zero number deuces in the old hotel room. Mm-hmm. That... So, we so wait, does this mean that I was... We did it. We did just not there. Does this mean that I'm the only one that got to, to use the throne? I think so. Okay. Because we ended up on on uh, Saturday night. You, I was going to allow you to because it was just you and I. And I was going to hang out in the lobby while mm-hmm. you did your thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we, never, up, we never we never went, went back to the yeah, goddamn yeah, hotel. We ended up at the Super Soul Brothers uh, spot for, for quite a while. Friends of the program. The Super Soul Brothers. We uh, attended their their headlining show on Saturday night at PAX East, and then we were with the band for mm-hmm. uh, quite quite a while. Mm-hmm. And a few other folks. It was it was a good time. Lots of yucks. Actually, just saying that now makes me tired again. Just PAX or that night? I mean, just... that night we were balls to the wall. Like that, <coughs> we we came off of a day of just no sleep into a day of like it's the third day of PAX. We're exhausted. It's, it's 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 a gauntlet. We're going the whole day. Yeah, I don't know what Nappy's doing right now. She's going nuts. She yeah. Trying to, I think she's trying to scoop her dry food out. Oh, um, cat. That's what it sounds like. But anyways, I mean, long, long Saturday. Saturday's the busiest day because it was the full team plus Wang plus your buddy from work. Mm. So it was just... I think Matt Oz, too, showed up at some point. Matt Oz was also so there. So there was, there was, there was a, a bunch of folks and then we like i said went to the super soul brothers at, at 10 30 then we ended up hanging out with the band which was a good good time mm-hmm. shithouse for life yeah you say that but there was two teams named shithouse yeah, i mean there was megan you're not gonna know and i'm not gonna know but i say shithouse for life and we're the original shithouse you guys are the imposters you guys were the like the grand door listen i don't want to make this into a thing but if I recall, only one shithouse went to Fast Money, and it was not yours. If you need me to call Robbie right now and, 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 and verify... I mean, I know you were sleeping, like You were a little sleepy baby boy. If I recall correctly, my team made it to Fast Money twice, and the first time, you guys reset the game. I the second time, will... we just we went all the way, and we took all the money. So You guys cheated. You guys typed in Bill Clinton and got coin collecting, so time the fuck out. But anyways, that's another story for another time. We'll save that for when Robbie comes back on. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Pax was Pax was a good time this year. It was a, uh, I don't I don't know what you're trying to do, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. I'm gonna good. let it happen. Just don't forget that's there because the cat will try to eat that. Yeah. Mike is taking so to to bring the listeners into the room here where uh, one of the the I I guess yeah I guess you call it a game. <laughs> Brendan's at a loss. He was like, "I guess you could technically call this a game." I mean, I don't know. It's it's been classified by multiple parties in the past few days as different things. So, sure, it's a game. Some people are calling it a board game. I don't think it's a board game. Regardless, one of the things that we got some hands-on time with with some of the developers was uh, Drop Mix by the folks at Harmonix uh, in in conjunction with Hasbro. But uh, we hung out with them for a while, and we, we checked out Dropmix, and we've known about Dropmix. I mean, it came out in, like, September of last year. And it's a cool, like, fusion card game, DJ game, 
you know, music game. It's it's fun. There's a couple of different modes. There's just a freestyle mode where you can kind of just hang out and switch up the music and kind of DJ it up. And there's some head-to-head modes and a few other things. It's cool. It's interesting. I mean, we all, all of us love music, so, and we love Harmonix games. I mean, we play, we spend too many hours jamming out to rock band. So this is like a, I would say a more social version of Rock Band with no instruments? Yeah. Right? I mean, at its basis, it's, you know, it's a music-based game that is very approachable, I think. Like, anybody can walk up and slap a card down yeah. without really knowing the rules and probably still add to the mix. Yeah. Basically, look at the color of the card, look at the color of the board, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a little bit more involvement if you want to play some of the head-to-head modes. But, I mean, you know, for, for just, like, a party feature, I honestly think it's, you know, in that facet, it's a great thing that you could end up, like, you know, instead of throwing on someone's playlist on, you know, iTunes or Spotify or something at a party, it's, like, a few people just want to, like, hang and play some drop mix. I mean, there's good enough music on those cards that you can make some dope jams i mean maybe you don't fuel the whole party with that music i mean if it was my party i'd be down because again it's jam central station so i'm 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 in but uh plus it's just you know it's a fun little thing instead of having someone just press and play on a, on a playlist you get people kind of engaging with the music and making some get different mix. so I, I think it's cool i think it's a really great concept <laughs> i think there's some things that kind of make it more difficult like the way that you have to buy cards and stuff it gets a little cumbersome it's definitely a a business model that is not consumer friendly i mean i guess so i think there's a little bit of confusion with some so so basically if you buy if you were to buy drop mix you would buy the board which comes with 60 cards so that in itself will give you what you need to play most of the things then there's expansions that you can buy that add more music so each card is basically you know, like if we're going to just open it, pick up a few cards right here. Each card is basically like the one I'm picking up right now is Disturbed, Down with the Sickness. Um, you know, and well, these ones are the rainbow cards, so they can kind of go on any instrument slot. But, you know, the colors of the board are matched to different, like yellow is vocals, red is like guitar or, or horns or piano, uh, blue is drums or percussion, I guess. And green is... Bass? It must be bass, yeah. I mean, there's a few cards that kind of fluctuate. There's some stuff that's, like, dueled, and then the rainbow cards are can go on any slot. But, you know, you might have, like, a... Right here, I have a red card, which is a guitar for Run DMC. It's tricky, but there's also cards for each color from that same song that you can use to, you know, whatever. So I forget the original point I was trying to make, but it's... Basically, you can buy expansion packs that will be different sets of cards. There's really small ones that are just five cards that um, I think are just a mix of like five different things. And then there's larger, I think they're called playlists, that are 16 cards that are genre-based. It's confusing, though, and it's obviously costs a lot of, not a lot of money, but it's, I mean, it can end up ragging up pretty quickly. I would definitely look for sales if you're trying to grab a bunch of cards at once. That's what we did We did today, was we kind of scooped a bunch of sales that were active. Um, I mean, I, it, it's a cool... I, again, like we, we like rock band. We like music. And we like video games. And this is a nice little, you know, piece to that puzzle. It's... I, I like the fact that when you are playing cards and mixing up the music... That it's it like very like very rarely do I feel like it sounds janky when it's transitioning, mm-hmm. like it sounds pretty cohesive <clears throat> when it's when you're swapping out the vocals from you know, Len steal my sunshine to you know Jackson Five I want you back like it sounds like like it snaps like it it works very well together like it feels like there is a DJ that is transitioning those songs together right yeah it's uh, I'm a lot more interested to see how they. Uh... The uh, software behind it. I think, I think a lot of the work was done with their rock band stuff, only because they probably, for most of the stuff, have the 
like the isolated tracks already right. parsed out. Mm-hmm. But there definitely is some, you know, in-depth How background what stuff. Yeah. Does what and make sure everything sounds good. Yeah. The 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 on the fly mixing is the is the part that is very interesting of how that, you know, how that software really engages with the cards on on a, such a quick basis. Um but yeah, I mean, I was I was impressed. I mean, as a prior to PAX, granted this thing's been out since September, prior to PAX, I didn't have like a super big interest in drop mix. Like it was cool, but again, you know, you, you got to drop a little bit of dough to, to get in the door. Um, but really getting a seat in action and play with the developers was, I mean, we, we went we went back for a second session because we had that much fun. Yeah, I mean, let's see. In comparison to other games that have peripherals, how is it that much more expensive? I mean, what are you, what are you trying to compare it to? That's what I'm trying to think of. Like another, if you're trying to compare it to rock, like rock bands, probably unless you're going to count something like Steel Battalion, or if you're going to count like building a PC rig, then no. I mean, no, rock I mean, band like, is like the probably the most expensive if you're trying to get together like a full four. Another set game of with peripherals, like the only thing I can think of right now offhand is fucking uh, Labo, but I don't want to use Labo as an example. I mean, Labo is like a decent entry price. But, like, other than that, like, Rock Band, you're going to spend a bunch of money. Mm. I mean, other than that, if you're trying to get, like, I don't know, like, a, like I'm trying to think what would even really call for peripherals the, at this uh, point. Like, a steering wheel for Mario Kart that's going to no, cost, like, 20 bucks. No, I was going to say, like, maybe uh, back when Disney uh, Infinity was a thing, didn't you have to buy, like, a thing for the... Uh... I think the game just came with it. Oh. Like, a portal or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you had to buy, like discs and stuff I, I don't know Disney Infinity doesn't make any sense to me mm. but I, those are different too because I feel like for certain demographics some of that stuff has use outside of the game like kids can use it as toys mm-hmm. like we're not going to use these cards for anything else other than to play this game so if we ever give up on drop mix or if drop mix just goes away like these cards serve zero function now Unless some third party decides to make an app that can run with the technology. But something tells me that that would never fly because these are licensed songs. So yeah. it would be some weird, I'm sure, copyright infringement. And it would be something you have to you know, probably download illegally to use. I'm done with that. I, I know. I'm just letting the listeners know the legal parameters here. I mean, definitely not my favorite thing from the show. But, I mean, hey, we... we we went out and scooped it up very quickly. I mean, Don and I had multiple conversations prior to us picking it up today that we were like fucking sending each other like screenshots like, I'm about to buy this. Like, I'm about to do it. Like, stop me. I'm going to do it too. You stop me. And it's like, oh, you know, you stop me. Wow, I'm glad I was not part of those messages. Yeah, that was a separate text group. That was the, that was the drop mix fan, fan club text yeah, chat. Leave me out. It was just me and Dom. It's good. You jealous? No, I just I just said no. I don't. How do I get you jealous? I don't know, but please stop trying because it's actually more sad than anything else. But I just want I just want you to care. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of sadness I was talking about. Remember when you went to Target to find drop mix cards for us today, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't talk to the Target guy? What Target guy? I you don't know you're in Target. You've been to that Target. The guy there with was, the red shirt, Mike. There was nobody working there. I could have walked after I found it. I could have just walked out. <laughs> I didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah, it's not, that sounds about right for that target in particular. That target, I told you, I had circled the electronics section for a while before you had called me. I had not seen a single employee. I saw one old man who looked like he needed help, and I was like thinking to myself, sir, do you need help with something? Like, are you trying to figure out what you want to buy? Because I don't think anybody here was going to help I you. would have loved if you went up to that old guy and you were like, hey, old man, are you help finding something? He's like, yeah, I'm trying to find the drop mix. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, looking at television, like, sir, do you want, like, help? Like, you, like, in the market for a television, like, I'll help you out? That would have been great if if that guy needed drop mix, too. There was one register open. I didn't bother looking to see if anyone was actually there. I just went to self-checkout. I was like, I'm out of here. Wait, what did you buy? Those socks. I showed you the socks. Oh. For some reason, I thought you had... Wait, for a split second, I was like, Mike, you bought that burger at Target? I'm so confused. No. And that Burger King was also, like... That whole lot is just, Yeah, that lot's a little uh, out there. Mike got a sourdough king. I'm I'm curious. I should one day was go there. Was it not good? Was it not delicious? The burger was fine. 
it's just you know, every once in a while, if I go to a Burger King, like, this is not the first time this has happened, where I've gone to a Burger King late at night, and I ordered a thing, and they clearly ran out of the, like, the part to make it, like, the official way, so, like, they just kind of half-ass it with other... Mm, so- sounds like Burger King really is the king of fast food. I don't know, I guess they, they must they're be so, not, no. they're so busy that they run out of things, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, that must be what it is. Like, I remember a long time ago, I asked for, like, a double cheeseburger, and they clearly made it with, like, Whopper patties. And I was like, are these double cheeseburgers supposed to be this big? That sounds like a win, though. I Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's not a, like, that was a cool scenario, but now on the flip side, you're getting a sourdough fucking... Nothing's wrong with the sourdough. It's just like, I wasn't, when I opened it, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. Oh, now, now he's making, he's making fucking I'm sorry, did I, did I complain when I ate the burger? Did I say, oh, I this tastes awful? I don't know. The burger was sitting half eaten for a while, so I didn't know if it was Because bad. I had also got chicken nuggets and I ate the chicken nuggets on the ride over here. Mike, you're a ridiculous man. But I will say that, because again, I'm not, I'm not a... A fast food snob. I need to. I need to. I need to dive in to make the true opinions. Mm-hmm. And for long time listeners of the show, uh, why? And also, you know our our long standing kind of. I'm not gonna call it a debate. I'm just gonna call it an open discussion about fast food. It's long standing. Our guests are involved. We're involved. It, it, it's it's just a long, open, never ending conversation, where we we just chat about fast food and our preferences. And let me tell you that if I'm swinging on down to my girl Wendy and I'm getting a number six, no mayo, no tomato, it's a spicy number chicken, Mike. Spicy number chicken. Yeah, good old spicy number chicken. <laughs> it's a spicy chicken sandwich. One, if, two, if, if three, there's some listeners out there who four, don't, aren't familiar with the five, Wendy's menu. Chicken, seven. <laughs> Mike, a spicy number chicken is probably the best thing on the menu in any establishment. But anyways... I, I fancy myself a nice spicy chicken sandwich. Burger King's gonna come out of the cut and be like, "Hey, we got this new spicy chicken sandwich," mm-hmm. and you you were with me. Mm-hmm. I blacked out and forgot what I it was the day it was Sunday night after Pax. Yeah, um, oh, all comes back to Pax. Uh, all comes back to Bravo. I was like, well, "Let's just grab some BK. We'll go to the BK Lounge, and mm-hmm. we'll uh, you know, we it's next to a McDonald's, but you know what? We always go to McDonald's." Mm-hmm. Their shake machine's probably turned off, mm-hmm. and I wanted a shake. Mm-hmm. That make that first time out. I do want to say, I haven't had a BK creamy delight in a long time. Mm-hmm. Any of their ice creams or shakes or or, or of that nature, mm-hmm. that Oreo f- shake or whatever they call it was tasty. That was good. Okay, I'd have to eat it side by side with the McFlurry to see who really is the king. Mm-hmm. But you also can't compare shake to, like, spoon. It's not the same. Regardless. I was very disappointed by that spicy chicken sandwich. I don't know how you felt with your your goods that night. I don't know what you got. You probably got, like, a junior bacon or whatever the fuck McDonald's Burger King has. So, looking back on it, I had Burger King that night. Sure. I feel like I had Burger King for lunch sometime during the week. I think I... Oh, I did it... I must have done it Tuesday, because what happened was I had food in the fridge at work, and they were turning off the, the fridges, so I told my manager, hey, can you get my lunch bag out of the fridge for me? Because mm-hmm. I know they're turning off the fridges. Mm-hmm. He thought... <coughs> I'm still dying a little bit. I thought you were fine. I just have to tickle my throat. It's really weird. I don't feel sick, but every once in a while, my throat just feels like it needs to clear itself out. Anyway. Oh, you're definitely dying. Uh, so I told him to take the lunch out of the fridge for me mm-hmm. but he thought i just like left an empty lunch bag in the fridge so he left it on my desk when i came back my food was just sitting on my desk i was like they're like yeah your desk kind of smells weird i'm like yeah you left food on my desk for upwards of three or four days jesus uh so anyway i had to buy lunch that day so i went to burger king and then i just went to burger what, king just what now. day was this must have been Tuesday when I got back to work. I, I just want to begrudgingly say, thanks for the, hey, let's go to Five Guys and get some real burgers. Yeah, I wasn't going to hang out with you anymore. All right, anyway. I, I get it. And then I had burgers. But offer time. stands. Any day of the week, Mike. You're mm-hmm. at work and you're like, you know what, I'm trying to get some lunch when I go to Five Guys. Like, mm-hmm. your boy is usually in that area. Yep, yep, yep. And I can go for... A little bacon cheeseburger with some Cajun fries any day of the week. Oh, I know. 
So the offer is just, it's an okay. open offer. Oh, keep it in mind. Yeah, I mean, I actually almost texted you. Actually, it might have been Ben Tuesday, too. I, I almost texted you. I was like, fuck, Mike, like, I really need a burger right now. Anyways, I'll continue your story. Uh, or was that the whole thing? And then I had Burger King today. Okay. So I feel like one of these days I might have gotten the spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, so you have eaten it and you, and you don't know? How I you feel? M- I might have eaten it. I don't remember having any strong opinions about it. Mine was not good. It was not tasty. And it's not me being like, Burger King is garbage. Because I just praised that shake. It, that chicken sandwich is just... And it could have just been maybe because they rushed it. Because that was what we had to wait for. We had to go park in front and wait for my chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just too hot and it was falling apart or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. All I know is I'm turned off from their chicken sandwich for now. Maybe okay. we'll revisit it at a later date. Yeah, you know. But we shall see. I've been eating significantly less fast food. Oh. I've just been eating significantly less bad food in general. Mm. All of a sudden, now we're a food podcast. Okay. Let's, let's transition back to PAX, even though Burger King was slightly related to PAX because it was a Sunday night. Speaking of which, we went to Shake Shack a couple times. Well, so that was one of the bonuses of our hotel. The fucking next block over was a Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are familiar with the PAX scene, like, that's an extra, you know, I don't know, 100,000 people in the Seaport area? More I, or less? I don't fucking know. Probably somewhere around 100,000 people. That's a lot of people jammed into a already congested city of Boston into a slightly smaller part of that city in the Seaport District. I mean, it's jamming. Every restaurant, every bar, everything around there is, you know, packed, lines to get in, blah, blah, blah. The food at the convention is, you know, expensive and not... It's not necessarily garbage, but it's not necessarily good. It's just food. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a, a good description. Like, I, if I, we ever eat at the convention, because some days we have to. I mean, we just eat something quick. You know, it's it's not bad. It's not good. It's just food. Like, it's just sustenance. Like, it just it, it fills the void that my body needs to continue the day. And that's it. It's... Not worth the price you have to pay. It is not. It is definitely not. If it was cheaper, it would probably be better food. Like, like it would feel. It wouldn't feel like, wow, I just spent twelve dollars on that hot dog. Yeah, spending three fifty on a bottle of soda is not good. Yeah, so I I personally try to avoid eating at the convention just because it is expensive. It's congested. The lines are crazy. And honestly, as much as you don't really want to leave PAX when you're there, stepping outside for fresh air is healthy because, you know, it's you're, you're packed in a place full of hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, thousands of people. So, you know, it, you're, you're surrounded by germs from all of these people. So stepping out for some fresh air, you know, does you well. Um, so there were a few instances where we took a, took a, a nice slight walk. Over to uh, Shaggy's, which was packed every... It wasn't packed the first day. No. And I don't even think it was packed the second day. But I think eventually people caught on to, hey, I can just walk over here to Shake Shack, gets, like pay the same price I'm paying in the convention, but getting, with that, a burger, some fries, and a beverage, whereas you're paying that one flat fee for one item in the convention. I think people kind of caught wind of that, because later in the week... That place was fucking jamming. Um, Saturday was the worst. Saturday was... Oh, yeah, because uh, Joe's brother showed up, too. Yeah. We, had, we were fucking bumping on Saturday. Um, yeah, Shake Shack was a, was a good little caveat to that hotel. Mm-hmm. Because if we weren't staying in that hotel in particular, I don't think we ever would have walked over to that Shake Shack. No. Probably not. Um... But yeah, I mean, en- enough, again, we're a food podcast. Who knew? Who knew? I knew, Who I knew, knew? the whole time. I knew you knew. Well, that's because you think I'm fat. Don't tell them. They can't see me, Mike. It's a microphone. They have no idea. I don't think. I know. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How's that margarita? You feeling a little, little fucking wiggly right now? No, but like I said, tickle my throat. feel like coughing every once in a while. Drink some of that agua. Close water that I've been drinking this entire time. Get another agua. 
the when I said I went to. I mean, fridge. there's more in the cabinet. It's just not cold. I'm not gonna drink your warm water. Why? Warm water is good. Warm water is actually better for you. Oh, you, you became a doctor now. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but excuse me. I don't know what that was. We should go right back to packs. We should stop what we're doing. I just want to also mention that it is late when we're recording, and I've been up since four thirty. And I've also had some beverages today. So I, I'm i in a nice area of... There's warm cookies in the kitchen waiting for me from Goodnight Fatty. Friends of the show, also this episode's sponsor. It's a middle <laughs> plug, Mike. Middle plug. When do we ever middle plug them? Listeners can't skip over that. They're stuck with that. They now know that the sponsor of this episode of the podcast is Goodnight Fatty, Mike. And if they're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, you know what they could do, Mike? They could head on down to Higginson Square and get themselves some delicious fatties. And if they're unaware of what a fatty is, they should probably check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate themselves on these delicious, scrumdily umptious streets. One of your two listeners is going to hear this. Be like, oh, that's the end of the episode, and just turn this shit off. No, no, because we're here. We're still riding. They're gonna look at. They're gonna look at it and go, twenty-seven minutes. That's not the end. And they're still gonna turn it off. Yeah. Good, and good on you, sir. But really, let's let's really actually bring it to back to packs. I mean, mm-hmm. we're gonna have probably a bunch of episodes in, in the near future that are gonna bring it all back to packs because we do have some guests lined up and we do have a few other things that are gonna come in the mix. And obviously, Dom is going to be here tonight, but it's late. We're kind of way past when we were going to originally record. I blame Drop Mix and Cookies. You can blame whoever you want. But we'll, we'll, we'll be revisiting packs throughout the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, but for this episode, I think we should kind of just talk about our time at packs. And, I mean, were there any things in particular that were like your favorite part of the weekend? I mean, I have mine, but I mean, where, where, where are we at with you, Mike? I don't even remember what I did. Any any games that stood out to you? What did I play? A lot of things. Oh, actually, if I were to sit down and like make a list, I probably played like um, like four games. That is incorrect. I can name more. I I can name more games that you played. Maybe Off the top of my head. You played Naruto, you played Soul Calibur, you played more than one thing in the Nintendo booth? I played two things, probably. Okay, so that's already five games. Alright, so then I played... Plus you played King of the Hat, which is a jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more games. I, 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 don't... I think there might be two more after that. Okay. I, I, what did you even say? Okay, so what did you like about PAX? I don't even understand what you're saying right now. I'm saying, you're like, what What games do you enjoy? I'm like, I don't think I played a lot of games. And I, I didn't. With, with as many games that were out there, I remember playing Overwatch. Okay, you still play the game. That's yeah. a game. You like Overwatch. You play it on a PC. You don't normally play it on a PC. A good PC. Oh, I mean, the PC was good. The connection was bad. I was lagging like shit. Oh, my God. What did you like about PAX, Mike? Jesus Christ. Ooh. What did I like? Uh... Mm, well, I'm getting there. This is. I feel like you're doing a visual bit here, Mike, and this is an audio podcast. There's. To paint the picture, it's me thinking. So, do with that image what you will, but you're, that's all you're, that's you're happening. Do, you're doing basically a Keenan React scenario where it's like you're you're doing hand gestures and facial expressions, but only I can see that. Okay, well, imagine I am thinking, and then imagine what that visual would be. It's not as exciting as Brendan making it sound. I'm not trying to make it sound exciting. I mean, I don't necessarily think the things that Keenan does are exciting mm-hmm. or even funny, mm-hmm. but it's part of his shtick. Ah, well. Oh, boy. It doesn't have to necessarily be a game. I mean, it might go packs of four days long. We were together for four days. I know you hate me. I get mm-hmm. it. I understand this. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's do this. So, we've got PAX East, four days. Yep. We go in there, and like they're doing like the Overwatch, uh, move the payload, whatever nonsense. This is, I knew, and, I knew you were going to do this. Okay, go. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I want to do that thing. The, the one thing I actually had in my mind, I'm like, all right, let me just do this before the end of the fucking show. It was literally the thing that we did after the show ends. 
Yeah, but we did it. We did we it. Still made it happen we for you. We did it. But what I'm saying is, it was like the one thing I was like, ah, I I kind of want to do that, and, and I we made sure we did it. And we just under the wire. And by under the wire, I mean like it was actually the wire. They had actually like closed it off. I'm like, well, we want to do it, please. And they're like, okay, come over here. That's not what happened. Okay, that's not Mike. Hey, on. sweetie, come over here. I know that is. <laughs> Hey, I, oh, don't cry. Don't would, cry, little boy. That would have like, been better if that's what happened. No, I, I worked my magic, and I got Mikey what he wanted. What magic? There were people in line that managed to get in before us. It no, wasn't like... they did the same thing. They, they did the same they, thing. They, they, were, they, were do, they were the same thing that we were. They were mm-hmm. people with specific badges that didn't have the right amount of time to get up to that. Yeah, like those children. The children just walked in. I can't speak for the children. I mean, the children was probably the scenario where they went up to the, the people and were like, but please. And they were like, okay, just one. But you have to group up. And then no one grouped up. And then some random guy snuck in. We still got the picture, right? Why are you mad? I I, I know why you're mad. Because the guy told you not to reload your fucking guns. Oh, no, I'm glad he said that. Because I, that would, again... Four days, the entire time I was thinking to myself, if I take this picture, am I allowed to reload my guns? Because they said don't drop, they said don't drop the props. Yeah, don't drop the props. So, I was very much aware of that. When you got on the stage, he specifically said, do not reload your gun reaper. Yeah. Because I'm sure that, again, he was doing that for four days. Yeah. He was well aware. I'm sure somebody reloaded their guns. He was well aware what people want to do with those guns. Um... You're you're. I feel like you're making it sound like you didn't have a good time at PAX, but I know that Mikey did. I get it, Mikey. There was no cinnamon bun, or there was, and you didn't get one. I get it. Oh, I didn't I feel like carrying one. But you did. I didn't feel like. I didn't feel. I didn't. I didn't feel like getting a giant cinnamon roll because I would have to take it back to the hotel room and it would not fit. No, it wouldn't fit. There's also no refrigerator, so our stash of beer was room temperature. Mm-hmm. But our room was cold because we left the window open, so yeah, it wasn't the worst. Honestly, you probably could have like cracked open the window, put the beers outside, and then taken them back inside. Oh no, we absolutely could have done that. We just we didn't. We do. I mean, we didn't spend as much time in the room as I anticipated because it was such a small room. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, fine. It just it lends to the story. It lends to the to the history. It's also gonna force me to next year. I'm just booking the room that I decide is the room. Right away, and then we'll mm-hmm. deal with it after. Because I'm not dealing with that mess again. But anyways, this is a bunch of bullshit minutia that no one fucking cares about. Let's talk about packs. Okay. How about our party? Our party was a fucking smash success, Mike. We had that place bumping. Was I there? <sighs> no, you weren't. It was your doppelganger. Okay. It was the it was the Mike that's like joyous to be around. Okay. He sounds like a treat. He's fantastic. He's lovely, actually. Mm. You should get him on the show. Uh, he normally he shows up. He's actually been on every episode of the podcast. Ah, uh, never met him. Yeah, I know. Cause you're never here. Mm. This guy that's here right now. This is fucking Grumble Stillskins over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you, Grumples. Oh, I thought you had more to say after fucking that. Fucking Grumpy Gus. Fucking looking looking like a regular old droopy dog right now. I thought you were talking about the party. The party was a fucking smash hit, Mike. We had that place. Packed. Mm-hmm. Packed. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened when our party ended? Mm-hmm. Cleared out. Mm-hmm. Because people were there for our party. Oh boy. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a very good time. We already have part two in the works, Mike. Or not part two. I mean, next year's party. It's already in the works. Oh. Already fucking... Bigger, longer, and uncut. Like, we literally already have some things locked in. And I, I can't, I cannot obviously disclose these right now. Uh, but we do have some things, so be be prepared, prepare yourself for next year's party. It's gonna be a good time, just like this past party mm-hmm. was. I mean, got to hang out with some Blizzard people, some Boston Present people. Yeah. Jack Savvy family is always good to us. Mm-hmm. It was it was good times. Super Soul Brothers rolled through video games in New York, and then just a bunch of fans. It was like it was pretty electric. It was it was a good time. Uh, so if you were able to come up to that, thank you for showing support and coming down. If you missed it, no worries. We'll be doing it again next year. Um, but the party was great. That was like a great start to PAX. I was such a ball of stress leading up to it just because, you know, that was a big deal for us. And, you know. It's great. What happened? I think your beard started turning gray. <coughs> oh, Mike's dying again. 
Uh, yeah, my beard didn't do that, but you know, it did. I was. He's been dying. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I wanted to make sure everything ran smoothly. We had a lot of a lot of parties involved with our party, and uh, you know, it was a big deal. So I wanted to make sure it it fired on all cylinders, and it went very well. So I'm very happy, and I appreciate everyone that uh, was a part of it. Came down. It's good times, but it, it just packs being an extra day. The party, it all blended together to really, like, when Sunday night hit and we were done, and we got home at, like, 11, this past week of work, my day job was not easy. Monday, I was a fucking toast. Tuesday, I was still feeling it. Next year, I'm just gonna have to, like, schedule off some time off after that, because... You know what didn't help though? Back to back conventions. Anime Boston was the week before. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of big things going on there. But I mean, other than that, like for PAX, like we, I mean, we got to talk to a lot of developers. We got to really make a lot of great connections. Again, stuff we'll we'll delve a little bit deeper into because some of these people are going to come on the show. Um, so I don't want to talk too much about them or about our time with them or the game because I, you know, I want to save that for those episodes. Um, but I mean, for me personally, if I have to pick some of my standout things from PAX this year, if I can't give this like a game of the show, but King of the Hat, simple concept, for, for people who aren't aware, it's a simple concept. It's, it's a four player, like, you know, up to four players, so two to four people, you know, very simple concept. There's a few different characters that all wear hats. Each character has different traits and, you know, whatever characteristics that make them, that differentiate them from the other roster, people in the roster. And the object of the game, there's two buttons. There's jump, and then there's throw your hat. And the object of the game is simply to, you can use your hat as a defense or an offense, and you can throw it at people to stun them or whatever, and, and you know, you can, you, you can get very creative with what you do with your hat. But the object of each round is to jump on your opponent's hat, and that eliminates them from that round. So it's, again, very simple. There's two buttons, and it's a simple, this is how you win. But it is it can be much more complex than that. The strategies that are involved, and it, I mean, maybe it was the fact that we were playing with game controllers that you know, honed in that feel, but... That game was just tons of fun. That is like a perfect couch. You can't call it couch co-op. It's not really co-op, but just a couch, couch friend fun. Like that is just a good game to sit around with some buddies. And I cannot wait. And it's coming to Switch. And I honestly think that the Switch version of that game is going to be like when you before when the Switch first came out, Mike. You. You had said that, uh, what was it? Was it Super Meat Boy was was the game that you was like your showpiece for people? Uh, yeah, that's about right. So I think that like as far as taking the Switch out in its full capabilities of being a portable console, throw it in tabletop mode, bust off the Joy-Cons, have two extra Joy-Cons on deck in case there's four people, like playing King of the Hat, again, you only need two buttons and a, you know, a joystick or a D-pad. Playing that in tabletop with Joy Cons, that's like you're done. You know what I mean? That's it. It's all you need. It, I bring it, when it, when me when Todd and I last summer were were in a wedding and we were we were staying in the same hotel. The night before the wedding, when we got to the hotel, we're just sitting there and like you know we're having a couple beers and it's like we both brought our switches and I was like, I get an idea. Popped it open, split the Joy Cons off, put it in tabletop mode. We played Golf Story and we just played like you know a couple of matches of golf and golf story and it was such a great use of the portable portability and the the joy cons as the controllers and that they're there and you don't need all this extra shit it just works so well king of the hat is going to be one of those games that's like the perfect game to have installed on your switch so throw on your tv bunch of people over hanging out having fun awesome going on a trip me and you were on a plane sitting next to each other oh i got an idea now uh mike Let's fucking wreck some dudes real quick and fucking king the hat. 
So that that's that's like a good sleeper hit for me. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. I think it's going to find find huge success on the Switch. Oh, I go. And it was easily one of my favorite games of the show. Um, I mean, some other highlights. You know, we I we had I had a chance to to sit down with uh, one of the creative directors of Scum, which is a on the surface, if you were to look at Scum, you might see it and think, oh, this is another PUBG. But really, it is not. There's so much depth to this game, and it's not just this drag and drop, here's another game where you're on an island with a bunch of other people, and it's, you know, fending for yourself. There's so many other elements there with the PvP, as well as the PvE happening at the same time. And the survival, the survival elements of it that aren't present in any of these other games. Not to mention what what they what we chatted about. Which again, when they come on the show, we'll, we'll chat more about. But what we chatted about was basically how with Scum, they're trying to create a game that everything that you do or you would want to do or expect to do with how something interacts in that universe should act and react the way that it would in the real world. You know, whether it's down to the fact that there's a day-night cycle. I mean, there's some there's a few things that have some things that aren't one-to-one with the real world. Like, the day-night cycle isn't a full 24 hours only because, which this makes sense, you know, if you're somebody that works all day and then you can game at night, you would always be playing that game at night, which could be boring or, or whatever. So the day-night cycle is, I think he said six hours, so it's on a six-hour rotation, mm-hmm. so it would keep fluctuating, so you'd be able to play it at day and night. Um, but there's real-time weather. There's, you know, your your character has to eat at some point, but it's not like this mundane task of like, oh, I, you know, it's been 30 minutes, I need to eat. Like, it's, it's like a realistic, like, you, you know, you have to eat, at some point during the day so you have to like cook food and like make something to eat or forge some materials to get food but again in real life you can live off of not eating for a few days if you really wanted to so you might lose some weight or lose some muscle mass but you can live without eating but you have to also you know your character can get sick so you have to make sure you're like you're eating or taking care of yourself or whatever there's just a lot of there's just so much that they've thought of that they're creating these things for and I think that's the most impressive thing about the game in general is just that it uh, there's so many systems in place that function like the real world that there just really isn't another game that does anything like that. So whether the the rest of the game isn't maybe as robust, it, it is robust, but that's the wrong word. If the rest of the game isn't as groundbreaking, all of that other stuff is so groundbreaking that I feel like it's it's going to really leave a mark on the industry when that game finally comes out. I believe it's going to launch initially in early access. I mean, again, it's it's a game, it's a small team, um, and it's being published by Devolver. Uh, but they, I mean, they really have something truly remarkable in their hands. They're doing some really creative and awesome things with that tech, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that game turns out. We, we again, like I had a chance to sit down and talk to him, and then I got to play a match, and I got wrecked because it was PC controls, and you know, I'm not like a PC guy, so my my PC controlling uh, skills are not that fantastic. Though it, I did actually pick it up a little bit towards the end of uh, of us playing. And again, I was still getting wrecked, but I was killing people. And I can, I can definitely see, you know, aiming with a mouse is very different than aiming with a controller. Yep. And it's, I mean, I can see why people prefer that for especially shooting games to compare to console. It's, it is a... A very very big difference. It's it's pretty ridiculous how diff- different it is. Yeah, like, I would be curious to see like a top tier professional 
console shooter gamer who plays with their like controller configuration turned all the way up so it's like the quickest movements against a top tier PC player to see if the console player at that level could even compete with them only because it, uh, the the most is it's it's dangerous there was a guy on the other team that was just popping noggins the whole time. And we were all in... I don't know if the game has proximity chat too, which would be like, if we're on different teams but we're near each other, I can hear you talking on the microphone. But I could hear people talking through the microphone. And uh, it was you know basically just like, oh my god, that guy keeps killing everybody. And it was just funny to me, because I'm not used to like something like that. Um... I'm in your brain. Yeah, thank God. You would not like my thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to mention the uh, what appeared to be the heavy presence of Fortnite at PAX as opposed to PUBG, which was there somewhere. I mean, PUBG had something cool at PAX. They had the 100-person LAN party. Yeah. Which is cool. Fortnite didn't have that. Fortnite did not have that. But... I mean, if we're really going to like break it down here, PUBG is still a behemoth. Not the behemoth, but it is a behemoth. But Fortnite's just the more popular game at this current moment. It just is. Someone at work was asking me, because I mentioned, like, oh yeah, I was at a video game convention last weekend. They're like, oh, uh, do you play that game that looks like you're playing? Well, you know, what's it called? Um, Fortnite? I'm like, yeah, I play Fortnite. It, it's, it's weird, because... Again, PUBG is still very popular, still a fantastic game, but Fortnite has kind of, like, I don't think PUBG was ever, like, a cultural zeitgeist. Like, I don't think it ever transcended video games. Like, outside of the video game world, I don't think people knew what PUBG was, and they probably still don't, but people outside of video games know what Fortnite is. Mm Mm-hmm. Granted, maybe that's because of things like Drake playing it or whatever. Still, it is like Fortnite is becoming a cultural or a more household name where people who maybe don't play video games might know what Fortnite is, which is great. I mean, I'm, I I want video games to succeed in that way. I, I want all video games to succeed. But it's just, I mean, that you. This is, this is how, and we spoke about this at PAX. So, you know, when you're on the show floor, I'll, sp- I'll speak more uh, detailed for people who maybe aren't familiar with something like PAX. So when you go down to the show floor, which is where all of the, you know, developers and publishers and, and, and some retail outlets and some other things have booths or space on the floor, you go on the es- escalator and, you know, one of the first things is, Microsoft or Xbox, then there's also Sony, Nintendo, and like Blizzard's to the right, and Behemoth is always right in the escalators, and there's some of the bigger guys right up front. And Microsoft owns Mixer, so it's Microsoft, and the Mixer booth, and there's a Sea of Thieves booth, and there's the PlayStation booth next to that. Twitch obviously had a booth, because Twitch is the big guy, but Mixer is a Microsoft property. PUBG is in a Microsoft property, but they it's right now an exclusive console title to them. So they have a vested interest in that game, and I'm sure a hefty amount of money invested in keeping that on Xbox and not PlayStation. Mixer, being their proprietary streaming service, from what I could tell, the entire day, or the entire weekend only streaming Fortnite. It's just funny to me. The Xbox booth had plenty of PUBG. It had PUBG setups in it. But the Mixer booth was a Fortnite booth. Fortnite brings in those views, brother. It's the more popular game right now. Todd's gonna be mad, but uh, hey, listen, it's the reality. Julian's gonna be mad, but hey, it's the reality. Okay. Fortnite's the more popular game. Yeah, but just because kids play, it doesn't matter who plays it. It's the more popular game. It's it's a fact. It's not. It doesn't matter who, who what the population is. I'm not saying that PUBG has X population. I'm saying Fortnite is the more popular game. I'm really glad that Julian managed to take time out of his day to come and chime in like that. Yeah. 
He does that noise. He just opens the window. Fortnite for kids. Julian has now officially been on more episodes than Todd. That's, I mean, that's not hard to do. Todd listens to the episodes now, by the way. <laughs> and, because I'll get a, I'll get a random text from Todd and be like, yo, I don't, <laughs> I don't agree with that opinion. <laughs> or I'm like, oh, okay, Todd. We still love you, Todd. But mm. Julian's been on more episodes of the podcast. Here's my third appearance. Julian listens too. So this is going to just be funny when I get a text message from both of them. Like, the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> Anyways. I mean, th- there were a lot of other great things. I mean, we we played the new Shovel Knight um, update, which I can't wait for. Shovel Knight is, you know, when, sh- when the first, when the, when Shovel Knight came out, it was, you know, one of the best things I ever played in, in a long time. It was such a, remarkable game i love shovel knight and you know they've in every time they release an iteration whether it's specter of torment or uh plague of shadows and the soon to be released king of cards which is what we played at pax um with sandy shout out to sandy one of their graphic artists he's fantastic or pixel artist um he's a good dude he'll also be swinging on the old podcast soon Mm-hmm. Uh, but we played that and that was fantastic and I cannot wait for that to come out but of all the other things we played because we, well, at least I played a lot of things you you guys can you know whatever Mike said he played three games I, I played many games at PAX but if I have to really pick a definitive thing for me personally that was my game I mean Lightfall fantastic uh, the new game from, from 13am um, Double Cross was also a, a joy to play. We got to hang out with Alex. He's a good dude. He'll also be coming on the podcast soon. But when we, or when I got to sit down with uh, the creator of The Messenger and play The Messenger with him, that game, first of all, has got jams on deck. That game soundtrack is bumping, and I cannot wait for that to fully... Like, to, to get all that music in my body. But when I played that game, that gave me the feeling that Shovel Knight did when I played Shovel Knight for the first time. Which, if that means anything, when that game finally launches this year, it's, I mean, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be preemptive. I don't want to jinx the game. But if I'm looking out in the distance for the rest of this year for games that are coming out that are going to interest me for the, the Brendan personal game of the year watch, if I'm going to if I'm gonna go out there and say, okay, you know, here's some games that have already come out. Monster Hunter was great, you know, this, that, whatever. What's coming out for the rest of this year that should eventually hit this year? I mean, got Super Smash Brothers on deck, you know. Probably get some other secrets from Nintendo swinging out of the swinging out of the the, the you know the clubhouse at some point for the end of the year. Red Dead Redemption Two will be a jam. If I'm basing this off of things that I've played, things that are coming out and things that I know are coming out, the Messenger makes a really good case for my game of the year, Mike. Hmm. It was that good, and there was a lot of things that 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 we spoke about and he, he went a little bit deeper into uh, so basically after we after we finished what what the version of the game that they were showing people uh, we chatted a little bit further and, and we were able to he, he warned me first he said do you do you mind if there's some spoilers and I said I want to see more of this game so we did we, we went a little bit deeper we went outside of the of the press build and into the actual game, which is still not finished, but it's it's mainly finished. Um, but we went into the actual game, and he was showing me some more worlds and like showing me some more mechanics and and not too deep into story plot points. But there was a major story plot point that he's like, I I if you want to do this, I have to kind of not spoil this for you, but basically spoil it for me, which is fine because it it hasn't tainted my. Like, I'm still going to enjoy this game a lot. And when the things that he showed me come to fruition while I'm playing, I'm still going to enjoy them. And it's still going to feel really great. 
but I think it was I think it was okay for him to show me that personally because it it only made me appreciate the game more because now I know some things that are gonna build on what this game or um, I, I, I I'm not allowed to really speak on what he showed me mm-hmm. um, but it, from what I have played and what he had shown me and what we spoke about his passion behind the game my excitement for the game mac- matched with you know the the actual you know me actually playing the game it all met those expectations and passions so I'm excited I can't wait I, I if it's not my game of the year it will be one of my favorite games of this generation for sure but uh yeah it's definitely probably one of my most anticipated games of the last few years I'm, I'm excited it's gonna be great it kind of snuck up on us I still don't think a lot of people know about this game um I'm excited. That was probably my 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 favorite. When I think back to PAX, I mean, it's only been a few days. Well, I guess it's been a week. Um, but when I think back to PAX and I think about, you know, what were some of the best moments or what were some best things I played or, you know, whatever, it's like all I can think of is I need to play The Messenger again. That game was so good. It, it doesn't just ride off of nostalgia. Like, it it looks and sounds like an old-school game. But just like Shovel Knight, it, that's, that's just there for your pleasure. Because outside of that, it's a game with modern mechanics, witty writing, good story. And it's, it's, it's got the gameplay to back it up. I'm excited. But I no more gushing about about that game because he is gonna come on here and we're gonna chat for too long about how much I love that game. Um, so there'll be another episode where I'll have to bore you all about the messenger. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic game. It's definitely my highlight of packs. Though that grilled cheese with the fucking honey hot bacon on it, Mike, that was also a highlight. That was good. Whatever day that was, that made my belly feel good. Mm-hmm. That was probably the last day. I needed that. I needed that bad. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Fun times were had. It was good to good to hang with the Super Soul Bros. Mm-hmm. Those are our dudes right there, Mike. Yeah, uh, we did that. Shit house. Uh, Shit house. Uh, are you falling asleep? I'm so confused. Yeah, a little bit. And I, while I was sitting here, while you were. I assume talking I wasn't actually listening. I, I know. You know uh, I don't even know why you're here. I forgot that I got that Naruto fidget spinner. I forgot that I have that. Yeah, I know, Mike. I, you, like, I'm telling you that you like did things and enjoyed things at PAX, and you're like... Yeah, I'm doing the, I'm still doing the count now. The number is still probably less than 10 games. Yeah, but that's fine. It's probably still less than 10, and then a lot of them... I like, mean, it, in on average... You probably play like two games a year, mm-hmm. two new games a year. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's like that's like a good average for you. Yeah, I suppose. I'm doing a lot of facial things to you right now. No one can hear that. Yeah, this is Brennan's visual bit for the the listeners. Apparently, that's the wow, thing that we wow, do wow, now. Wow, wow, visual wow. bits. A lot of visual bits. Uh, I mean, you personally don't buy and play a lot of newer games. You play a lot of the same, which is fine. You play a lot of Overwatch still. Mm-hmm. Kind of occupies most of your gaming time. Yeah, I gotta crank out those skins real quick. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, you're you're you you got what you like. You need something else to kind of something has to be good to pull Mikey away. I get it. No, it doesn't have to necessarily be good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, one of my top five games of last year was Gone Home. It wasn't like a great game. I was just trying to speed run it. Yeah, but you love that shit. Never pulled it off. I should probably get back to that. Yeah, you get it. But you, Mike's put in a surprisingly many hours into Gone Home. Many hours into trying to beat a game in less than, I think, 30 seconds? So that means that Mike's played... How many seconds are in a year? 
Uh, let's see. There's 104. Isn't there like a rent song that had the, isn't there a rent song that says all? I, the I want you seconds? to. I know you probably can't, but can you say the? Can you like start singing the song? Five hundred twenty-nine six hundred minutes. minutes. Oh, yeah, oh, oh there you okay. Go. Sorry, I was confusing. Uh, I don't know, Mike. I I listen to Rent. Not a visual bit for people wondering at home. I was just looking at Brendan just, you know, with my usual look of disdain. Not a visual bit. That's just how I look. Yeah, it's just how Mike looks at me. Uh, let's see. 1,440 seconds in an... We don't really need to know. It, 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 it's it's irrelevant. No. Bring it back for the next episode. Just Fine. get your have, your... have your gone home stats written down. Hmm. How many achievements? How much time played? Not many achievements, because there's a bunch of other shit that you have to do in that game. I don't remember what it was. This is the best part about Gone Home. Did you Have you actually played through the entire game, or are you only playing it through speedrun? I beat the game, and then afterwards it said, like, there's an achievement for beating it in X amount of time. I'm like, alright, I know how to do this, because mm-hmm. I know... Because basically the entire game is just, like, you investigating in the house. And after you beat the game, you know how to get to the end of it without doing all the fucking side shit. Yeah. The only problem is... Like, I have to go there and then precisely pick up the key and then go to the door, unlock the door, and, like, this, that, and the other thing. Like, if you miss time it, then you're going to miss the speed run or yeah. whatever it's looking for. Yeah, yeah. You win some, you lose some. Yep. So, that's that. I so forget what we're talking you, about that. You heard it here first. Mike's Game of the Year gone home. Yep. Go ahead. Check it out, guys. Game of the Year every year. I don't fucking care if you guys play it. I don't... <laughs> No skin off my nose. No skin off my nose. Anyways, it's getting late. We're both sleepy town. We're already mm-hmm. past the hour mark. Let's good. Let's c- cut it off. Let's cut it off right at the head. All right. You on board? I'm just gonna hit end. I don't want to plug anything. I don't care. Yeah, you already did your plug. Well, I'm the fucking sponsor, but yeah, sponsored by Good Night Fatty. We love those guys and girls and everyone there. They're the best. Their cookies are great. I'm gonna eat a cookie after this episode. Mm-hmm. But. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Instagram and Twitter at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Go watch the VOD. I killed a John Wick today. Whoa. I'm really bad at Fortnite. Like, actually terrible. But I got it's a fun. new screen protector. Oh, the crack crack film? I, re- I removed that crack screen protector. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, the crack's gone. Yeah. I know you've cracked it. Cracked it in my car. Cracked it in your car. Wasn't the first day of PAX? Uh, mm, yeah, you dropped it down to that. It, yeah, it might have been. Do you remember? Okay, I don't want to get again. We'll, we'll have this episode. If you listened all the way through, may have sounded like PAX was uneventful, or maybe we didn't do a lot. But we did so much because as we're wrapping this up, I just want to mention, Mike. Remember the whole parking debacle in the roast beefs? When you like were we'll, adamant, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Fine, episode. but that was a thing that happened. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was the was it the night of the party? No, it had to have been. No, that was it was night two because the night of the party, um, you must have. No, it was the night of the party because that was when Joe was like, Where's your car? Remember, we had to get yeah. my car out. That was the night of the party. That was the night that we went to the Weston. Where did I leave my fucking car? The first night, the first this. night you still had it valeted. Into the second day, though, no, I didn't pay two days at the hotel. We moved it the night of the fucking party. If you say so, the night of the museum. No, we did. I remember now. Those roast beefs, though. <sighs> Anyways, thanks for listening. This week's episode, episode eighty-two. 